This podcast contains graphic content and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, it's Kayla. It's Katie. And you're listening to Murder, Mayhem, and Merlot. just like frazzled right now i am i'm hopped up i'm i'm hopped up i took six prednisone like five hours ago because i i pulled a muscle in my back and i'm feeling it i'm feeling it i'm fat and i could run some miles oh my god stop i could run i could lose 100 pounds today but i probably won't because i'm real hungry too right that's what steroids will do that to you i know they also make you mean and you're already mean so listen i told them at work i said listen if i show up tomorrow being an extra bitch that's between you and God. That's not my problem. Like, <laughs> that is I know. I'm just problem. like, this is just like going to be such a great night for us. You're going to be hype as, as I'll get out. It's going to be fun. And Am I sleeping tonight? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, that's great because I will be. <laughs> so instead of taking steroids, though, um, I did have my last iron infusion. So hopefully I will be getting some energy here soon. She's no longer deficient. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) The nurse told me, she's like, you'll probably start seeing the effects like a week from now. So fingers crossed. Good, good. You know. So anyways, on to the episode. On to the episode. What you got for us? Kayla has literally no clue what I'm doing. No clue. She thought she did, but then I changed my mind. Yeah. So like a a flip. Like I was like, no, I want to do this instead. Yeah. I I bring to the table yet another missing case. I just, listen, we all know, we all know that I'm into the weird stuff. Okay? Yeah, we know. That, like, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> exactly like that. Like, <laughs> my parents listen to this podcast. Anyway. Anyways. What's the case? Aaron Hedges. Sounds vaguely familiar to me. Okay. Let's do this. Vaguely. Let's do this. So on September 3rd, 2014, at around 11 a.m., Aaron Hedges and two of his friends decided to go on a week-long camping trip to the Crazies, which are located in Montana. Now, the Crazies were allegedly named by the Crow Indians who used to live in the mountain range. And in their native tongue, I can't say it. I had Kayla look at it. She can't say it. So we feel like the most respectful thing to do is just spell it out. Mm-hmm. It is A-W-A-X-A-A-W-A-P-I-A and then a space and then P-I-A again, which roughly translates to ominous mountains or in an even rougher translation to crazy mountains. People also have said that the Crow Indians curse the mountains when white people moved into their land and their territory and started taking over. Fair. And that they cursed the mountains. 
because it is said that a lot of people go crazy in the mountain range. So that's fun. Specifically, the group was hiking to Campfire Lake where they were going to set up camp and then from there, you know, be going in and out on trails and stuff to go hunting. The three men had taken two horses and a mule with them on this trip in order to carry all of their supplies and hunting gear. All three men had been hunting in these mountains numerous times before this. They had taken hiking trips, several hunting trips. They had done search and rescue. They were very familiar with the area, so much so that Aaron had multiple caches in the mountains, which a cache or some people say cache um, is just like a little spot in the mountains that he has hidden supplies if they ever needed it. So it's got... Like a little hut, maybe? Like a little... Well, they didn't, like, build anything around it. They Mm -hmm. just probably have it, like, under rocks or something. Oh, okay. extra water, you know, maybe some extra protein bars, um, extra clothing, sleeping bags, um, even hunting supplies. So, probably a bow or a gun or something. That's kind of smart when, if you, you know, frequent. It really is. And and, and it really, really would have come in handy in this situation. Okay. While on their way up to their campsite... They had a horse accident. The mule got spooked by something and just kind of went buck wild. And it threw off almost all of Aaron's gear. He decided he was just going to leave it there, whatever, because he knew that he could just hike to a cache that was close by to Camp Fire Lake after they reached the camp and just go retrieve more gear that he had stored. The men arrived at camp in the next few hours and exhausted, they just decided to set up their camp for the night and relax. After two days, Aaron kind of decided, okay, I need to be a little bit more comfortable. And he made the choice to hike to his cache to retrieve his extra supplies for the rest of their week-long trip. Aaron had a cache just a few miles north of the campsite at Sweet Grass Lake. On September the 5th, Aaron left the campsite in the early morning hours with all intentions of being back the same day. Aaron and the other two men had a specific type of walkie-talkie that had a GPS screen on it. So when someone would use the walkie-talkie and they would press the button on the side to talk to someone else, the other person's location would show up. So if you and I had one and I clicked the button, I could see where you were, Mm -hmm. where your signal was coming from and vice versa. Okay. One of the men on the trip, whose name was Chris Bates, thought it was odd that no one had heard from Aaron since he had left that morning. So he reached out to Aaron over the walkie. When Chris did this, Aaron's location showed on Chris's walkie, and Aaron should have been northwest, but instead he was northeast. Chris knew that this was strange because Aaron knew this area and exactly how to get to his cache. There was a very obvious fork in the road on the trail. And while the trails in these mountains, these mountains are really rocky, and it's not like it's rocks that are set in the ground. Like, they have rocks and stuff just rolling all the time. The trails are not very well hiked on. It's not a common place because the terrain is so rough in the crazies. So while it is an obvious trail, it's not an easy hike. Like you and I couldn't bust out and go hiking up there. It's really rough. There's It sounds kind of kind of dangerous. It is. It is. Um The trails are, like, covered in broken rocks. So, there's, like, just shards of rocks all over these trails. You and I would definitely struggle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, No, it's rough terrain. And and with the way that the rocks are and the way that the 
the way that the trail is just kind of on the edge of this mountain, you can't just go off the trail and go somewhere. It would be so very difficult to do this. Hmm. On top of the fork, there is a stream that goes through the mountain range. One way would take you upstream and one way would take you downstream. Aaron knew that he was supposed to be going upstream, but when seeing his location, he was heading downstream. Chris asked Aaron what he was doing, to which he told Chris he knew he was going the wrong way and he had just somehow gotten off track. Aaron told Chris he was going to turn around and he would be back to their campsite either at sundown that day or sometime early the following morning. By that night, Aaron had not returned to the camp. Chris and the other man on the trip figured Aaron had just chosen to stay at the cache and camp there and he would be back in the morning. They felt like he was fine. He knew the area. He had supplies now. They thought he'd be okay. The next morning on September the 6th, Aaron had still not come back to the camp. The two men did not go hunt and instead waited for Aaron to come back to camp. Aaron never returned. The two men spent the following day, September the 7th, searching for Aaron. After searching all day with no results from their search, the two men made their way to Sweetgrass County Sheriff's Department and at around 9 p.m., the two men made their way to Sweetgrass County Sheriff's Department at around 9 p.m. and reported Aaron Hedges missing. The Sweetgrass County Sheriff had the men also report Aaron missing to the Park County Sheriff's because the counties kind of meet in the mountains where Aaron was. Both counties at this time launched a search in the mountains for Aaron. The Park County Department began their search at the beginning of the trailhead and worked their way up the mountain to Campfire Lake and northeast. The Sweetgrass Department began in the east, crossed the county borders to see if they could find Aaron in between the two search parties. This search included 60 people, 20 canine teams, and two helicopters. So they weren't playing around. No. Like, they took took this seriously. Really, if you think about it, that's a pretty small search party. It is, but, like, with the canines and the helicopters, that's pretty, yeah. And it's that way because, as you heard me describe the mountain range and the terrain, there's not a lot of places that you can go off the trail. Right. And and also, if you think about it, too, like, you don't want to have too many people to where you have an accident. Right. Or you're having to do another search party. You oh, know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. The search and rescue searched for miles and found nothing. Aaron would have had an extremely difficult time, like I said, going off the trail due to the terrain. On top of the terrain issues, on September 7th, a large snowstorm had come in and hit the area around 4 p.m. So the same day that the other two men with Aaron reported him, pretty much a blizzard hit. And that just hindered the investigation even more. Something that seemed odd to search and rescue was the lack of prints in the snow on the trail after the snowstorm had died off. So you would think if he's... There was like a couple... I got a lot of this information from the missing 411 specifically The Hunted, which is a documentary that's on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And in that, the sheriff describes in the documentary that once the snow had stopped, if you were walking through the snow, it would have left a print. There was almost two feet of snow on the ground. It would have left a print. You would have seen where someone was walking. Right. You see where animals were walking. Well, you could see where the search party had walked through. Like, you would have seen this, but there was nothing. I don't know. I mean, I guess my man was flying through the woods. I don't know. Right. On September 9th, a woman and her canine that were part of the canine units that were in the search discovered Aaron's boots. The rest of the team made their way to this location 
to try and find more clues, if not even find Aaron. They did not find him, but they did find a water bladder and a campfire pit where his boots were neatly placed next to one another as if they were purposely set that way. He had set them upright, right next to one another, and then just left without his shoes on. And in the fire pit, the rescue team found the partially burned remains of his hiking straps from his backpack that would have gone around his waist. So that would have helped ease off the weight a little bit and even out the weight of the things in his backpack. And he just burned them. Weird. And then left his shoes and was like, bye. And his water Mm. just left it there. The boots and fire pit were found five miles in aerial miles. So like how we say it down here is how the crow flies. So don't make fun of me for that. All right, totally. From his last known location, Aaron had moved even further east. This struck everyone as really strange because when Chris had spoken with Aaron, Aaron said that he knew he was going the wrong way and had planned to turn around. But instead, he moved miles more to the east. Even stranger, Aaron's friends had been at that exact location two days earlier with some people from the search and rescue party, and none of these things were found then. Weird. Really weird. So they... So they had passed by that location. They they were at that exact location. And they didn't see that stuff. That stuff wasn't there. Weird. Yeah. Oh, I got chill bumps. Yeah. And the thing about it is, you got to think, like, with that snow, there also should have been, like, tracks of him going there, of him leaving. There was none. Uh, full, like, I know I'm, like, <laughs> quoting Crime Junkie right now, but, like, full body chills. Like, my eyes are tearing up a little this bit. Case like, is, I, this case is Yeah, that is, is strange. so weird so weird at this time rescue teams decided to forget searching west and focus their attention on searching the east because he for whatever reason was staying in the east and moving even further east the team searched everywhere possible on foot because this would have been how aaron was traveling as for why the boots were taken off rescuers theorized that this may have been due to paradoxal undressing this is the false sensation of overheating when someone is hypothermic The body is going to try to heat itself up quickly when its temperature drops and can make someone feel as if they're having a hot flash, even when it's freezing outside. And so people think that they need to undress to cool off when really this is going to do the opposite and it's going to harm you. It's not going to help you because that's just your body's quick reaction. I've got to heat up fast. Yeah, right. Within 60 days... Aaron was only tracked to that location five miles east from his last known position. The case went cold for nine months until June of 2015 on the 22nd. The Ryan family, who were farmers in the crazies, were doing some fence repair around their land. Mr. Ryan's father-in-law decided to go for a walk up a hill that was on their land. This was where he finds an orange hunting vest and a backpack, which contained a hunting ID inside that confirmed that it belonged to Aaron Hedges. The backpack was found leaned up against a tree as if someone had placed it there. Along with the ID, the backpack contained protein bars, a handgun, and a few other survival items. This confused the hell out of police. Aaron obviously did not feel like he was running out of food because he had not eaten what was in his backpack for almost a year and seemingly didn't feel the need to have a handgun for self-protection in the mountains. And in the Missing 411, The Hunted documentary, the owner of Ryan Ranch says that there's not grizzlies 
in the crazies. There are other things, you know, elk and stuff like that. And, you know, you can find a male elk and get him get pissed off and it attack you. You know, there's stuff up there that can harm you. There's not grizzly bears. Yeah, the elk want all the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. But right. there's still things out there that can harm you. Yeah, And of he also, on top of just self-protection, could have used this handgun to shoot off, to sound off his location, to see if there were people nearby. Well, also that, but he could have used that. I mean, it's a handgun. I know it's not a hunting rifle or anything, but he probably could have used that maybe to get food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, you, yeah. you probably have to shoot a few times with a handgun, but there's a possibility, really? e- even something small. You yeah. Know? Rabbit. And he something. hunted often. Yeah. And so he probably had a decent aim. Yeah. So, like I said, it's not a hunting rifle, I know, but, at, right, it, but when, when, you're, when you're desperate, it'll you're going to try, you know? you know? Yeah. Whether you're going to eat a little bit of the metal or what, it's, you know, if you're hungry, you're going to eat. Yeah. So, he had just set these things aside while yards from rescue and left. He just left. The Rhine Ranch is even further east from where his boots were found almost a year prior. So he just kept going east. I mean, but here's the thing, though. Like, are we sure it's him? You'll see in a minute. Okay. (laughs) So how did a hypothermic man with no shoes on hike this far east on horribly rough terrain with no food, no water, He's not eating it. He's not drinking anything that we know of. He's not used the handgun. No shoes. No shoes. Like, his feet would have been, and they talk about it, like, the sheriffs and the head of, like, search and rescue in the documentary. They're like, his feet would have been eaten up. I mean, it's like walking on glass. He he would have barely been able to walk. They, they don't, even if he had socks on, they're like, it doesn't matter. It's going to cut through the cloth, and then it's going to slash your feet. With every single step that you take, it would have been torture. And it would have made it so difficult for him to move. But he's still doing it. And for whatever reason, keeps going east. The only thing I can think of is he made it to that cache or whatever. And he had another pair of shoes. Maybe. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes too. (laughs) I do this all the time. I'm sorry. No, it's not like a big deal. Um, And then some more things were found. Great. Lying on the ground next to the backpack was a bow with several arrows that had not been used. You can use an arrow, and as long as it doesn't break, you can go retrieve that arrow, and you can use it again. He hadn't used a single one of them. They were crisp and clean, and he just set the bow down, too. So there's something else he could have used to sustain himself and get food, and he just set it down. This told police that Aaron obviously had not used the bow to hunt any animals for food or even kill an animal for warmth. It's cold. Even in the summertime in a mountain range, when you're up on top of a mountain, it gets cold at night. He could have killed some type of animal, a deer or something, and used its skin and its fur for warmth. And he just never used these things for for any reason to help keep himself alive. Weird. And this goes completely against human nature because as humans, we fight to survive in every situation because yeah. that's what we are at our core is an animal. And that's what animals do. We have a survival instinct. And he just didn't. It's so weird. And they're sure he didn't use them, like he didn't maybe rinse them off, you know? No, there's no scratches, nothing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Another strange discovery was found just a few feet away. On a rock close to the tree was a thermos and the thermos cap. It looked as if Aaron sat under the tree or on top of the rock, had something to drink, set down all of his gear, and walked back into the mountains. 
So obviously at his cache, he had another container to carry water, which is good. The issue with this is, though, if Aaron was looking for other people and wanted a way out of the mountains from the rock that the thermos was found on, you can easily see the Ryan Ranch from that point. And like my thing is like, what if he was coming back to that stuff? Like he left it there just to come like he was going to come back to it or something. I don't know. Well, he proves to us here in a minute that he doesn't. That was not the plan. Oh, that was not the plan. Yeah, and if you see the ranch, it's like... You could see it. Yeah. When he set the... Even if he didn't sit on the rock, when he set that thermos down on the rock, he would have seen the ranch. He would have seen the ranch house. It was right there. Huh. Yards away. Couple football fields, maybe. Less than a mile. You could see it easily. He Hmm. could have walked down that hill, knocked on someone's door, said, Hey, I'm Aaron Hedges. I've been missing. Mm -hmm. Call somebody. And he would have been out. But he didn't. He set everything down that would have helped him survive, and he walked away. I don't like it. Mm -mm. (laughs) At this point, police felt that something was very, very wrong with this situation, and they just went ahead and just changed their reason for search. Police had now, instead of looking for a live Aaron Hedges, began just searching for a body. Without any gear or supplies, Aaron would soon die of starvation, thirst, or succumb to the, the elements. They changed course in their search for him and focused on also trying to find a reason that Aaron would have done this. Was it the mountains? People they maybe. Were the rumors about how the range got their name showing true at this point? Maybe. I'm not ever going there. Oh, no. Catch me never doing that. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Police did not know the reason. They just knew that Aaron would not be living long in the mountains with no sustenance and no gear. Police and search and rescue combed through the mountains once again but now in the surrounding area of the Ryan Ranch. The searches were once again called off after nothing new surfaced, and the case would go cold again until August 8th of 2016. So we're, we're two years out now from his initial missing time. Disappearance. There we go. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> this, this case just frazzles me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm frazzled, definitely. When a group of men were on a dude ride and it's called this because the ranch was a dude ranch so dudes went on a dude ride okay anyway they find on their little ride a skull under a tree oh hell the men look around that area to see if they can find any other bones or clothes or maybe an id they didn't want to look too hard because they really didn't want to disturb anything so they called police and police arrived at the scene and once there They find several bones, including a femur and a pelvis bone. Then the police found Aaron Hedges' cell phone and his windbreaker. So a jacket, if nobody knows, if you don't know what that is. Yeah. Aaron's feet and socks were not found at the scene and have never been found. They found almost all of his bones and they never found his feet. So it was him. It was him. It was him. Mm -hmm. After reviewing the bones... They were able to get a positive ID match to Aaron Hedges. And when they inspected the bones, none of the bones had been broken or even broken in the past and healed. So he hadn't broken anything in the two years he was in the mountains by himself, which indicated that there was no type of struggle at any point. There were also no scratches on any of the bones, which indicated that no animals 
had touched any of the bones that were found there. So, yeah, that was going to be my next comment. I was like, well, maybe, you know, an animal came by and just took his feet. You know? Maybe. That's... That was going to be... touch nothing else? Yeah, I know. It does, that doesn't make it... But that's the first thing I thought of. But. Yeah. And what another thing that's weird to me is, like, I couldn't find exactly how long his remains were there. I don't think they were ever able to pinpoint exactly how long he his body was there. But, like, I feel like an animal would have come across it at some point. And why didn't they touch him? And scatter him. Why didn't they least. touch him? Why didn't yeah. they touch him? What's wrong with him? What was wrong with Aaron? Yeah. It just all weirds me out. Everything about this weirds me out. This is not normal. No. Aaron's cell phone was not able to have any of the data recovered due to it being left in the freezing conditions for two years now. So his phone was just kaput. Mm. But at some point, Aaron's cell phone would have been working. Now, it is, at least I feel like it is, common knowledge that one can make a 911 call without service and... And Aaron's problem would have been no signal. You can still complete a 911 call with no signal. And to that, though, if he had had his cell phone near that ranch, he probably would have had cell service in. Mm-hmm. Not saying maybe they don't have cell service, but you would think maybe they would have had something. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, a couple of times he could have yeah, reached out for help. Without signal... 911 could not have tracked or found his location, but an operator could have had Aaron describe the area he was in, had him stay in that area, you know, told him things, start a fire, wave something neon above your head, like in a helicopter motion, try to come to an open tree spot where there's not a lot of trees covering you and stay there. Like the the 911 operator could have helped him do this. He could have helped the 911 operator describing where he was especially since he was very familiar with the area and he could have probably given them like landmarks and I'm, you know, close to this part of the trail, this, that, oh, and the yeah, other. most like, definitely. He probably, I would say a good 99% chance would have been able to have been found, mm-hmm. but he just didn't want to be, apparently. Aaron's body was 11 miles as the crow flies from his last known location at the Ryan Ranch. It is unknown to this day why Aaron hiked in the direction that he did when he was going to his cache, especially since he knew exactly how to get there and exactly how to get back, and why when able to have been saved more than once, he decided to stay in the woods. And that's it. That's where it is. Cause of death? Unknown. They couldn't determine anything? They pretty much just put it down to probably starvation and the elements was what they put on a death certificate. But mm-hmm. really, when you watch the documentary, they're like, we don't know. It's weird. I don't like this at all. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I don't like it at all. <laughs> ah. And what's even weirder is when you, and the missing 411, like the man that, I can't think of his name right this second, but mm-hmm. the man that, um, I believe he wrote books, the missing 411 books, and there's two documentaries now. There's The Hunted, and they're both on Amazon, and the other one... It's about children, but I can't think of the exact name. Mm-hmm. But if you look up Missing 411 on Amazon Prime Video, they'll both come up. They're both really good, by the way, and really interesting. Mm-hmm. And he shows a map several times that show these huge clusters of missing people, all under really strange circumstances. Like, these people just evaporated 
and they all have these very similar ties like they'll be close to water they'll dogs will lose their scent or never even be able to find their scent like all of these things um there will be you know a serious weather issue blizzard huge rainstorm something like that but on this map he pulls the whole thing up and he shows all of these large clusters in these mountain ranges and national parks of these missing people and of course you know Appalachian Mountains, it was like red, 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 red. Oh, red, yeah. Red, like red. Uh, us here in the Appalachia, we, we're very familiar with, um, our mountains being dangerous. And, um, if you heard something, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You hear your name when you you're, didn't. you didn't. You hear someone cry. You didn't because it ain't, it ain't mm. most likely it ain't what you, what you think it is. No. So, yeah. But we're, what, we're, we're pretty familiar with that idea. Yeah. <laughs> what weirds me out. Is that if you line up this map with a map of cave systems... Oh, I was just about to go there. Yep. Oh, my God. You... And you sent me one. It was a TikTok about this. And so, Mm -hmm. when I decided to do this case, I was like, oh, shit. I got to look at this cave system and compare it to the map that's on the missing 411. Mm -hmm. Bitch. Bitch. Oh, no. What's in them caves? Because it lines up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, and also never. (laughs) No, but that documentary is fantastic. And um, if you're a hunter, I think that you should wear a neon sign. And (laughs) I mean, go off, sis, do what you got to do. Like the population be high. Okay. We got deer eating out the trash in Churchill, but you can't shoot anything in the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're just our little trash dogs. But. And bears here lately. I'm not saying shoot a bear. I'm just saying bears have also been really. I mean, you know, I'm not against hunting. Hunting's good. Yeah, like, you know, and people survived off of hunting and some Mm -hmm. people still live off of hunting and it does help keep population and disease down. And it's actually, you know, it's beneficial and stuff to Mm -hmm. the animal population. Go off, sis. Do what you want to do. Have a good time. But wear that neon sign. Okay. (laughs) Wear that neon sign. Yeah, and, and maybe take all the whistles. And I, I, take a regular whistle and a dog whistle, so both kind can hear you. And I don't but, know. Maybe don't go to a mountain range called the Crazies. I'm just saying, it's a baby mountain range. People just out there searching because it's the youngest yeah. mountain range in America. So people and I just say, out there just and, and trying I say to that, discover. You know, I say that, and people just all the time be walking the Appalachia Trail. <laughs> they do Appalachian they Trail. Do. You know, and I'm just like, ah, you know me. I'm a proud, proud Appalachian. I'm proud of where I come from. You know, I, I respect our mountains and our hills. But catch you, me not in but them. But catch me not in them. Catch me going to Bay's Mountain, you know. I like with, hiking with, to Bay's Mountain. With a little family get-together, you know. Um, but don't catch me any further than that. I uh, used to go hike mm-mm. Bay's Mountain all the time. Yeah. Um, when I was young and fit. But don't catch me uh, any further than that. Yeah. Uh, nope. And, and one time, you know, I went hiking with a little group of friends. It was my boyfriend at the time in high school. This is when mm-hmm. I was in high school. My brother and his little friend. And we went to Laurel Run Park. And his little friend has lived in that area his whole life. And there is a very, very distinct trail up there. And you hike to a waterfall. And people be doing that all the time. Well, his little friend, my brother's little friend, he said, well, I've been living here. And I, I know different ways. And he took us right off trail. And we got lost. Yeah, this could have been me. Yeah, and I've never had a panic attack so hard in my life. I mean, I was up there just panicking. We were on the side of a cliff. 
We were on the side of a cliff. I was having to hold on to little trees that was coming out of rocks. Not you holding on to trees. Just just to not fall over. Yeah. And to God, we had like six inches to walk. But I was lost up in the woods. This could have been me. But this case actually reminds me of another one that happened like in East Tennessee mm-hmm. back in the 70s, I think. And this gives me an idea that I'm going to do. So thank you. It's, it's it's It has to do with a missing person case. And it was a high schooler. And there you go. It was almost me. Your kid's going to have to quit. I don't, I don't know if y'all hear that, but we, we have the creepy vibes going. Yeah. And her kid is just upstairs running so fast. Yeah. The feet just shouldn't move that fast. And it sounds so creepy from down here. Like, <laughs> it does. Um, and she disappeared while on a school trip to... Like the Smoky Mountains. Oh, like cute. she was she was in Gatlinburg. Great. From Knoxville. Great. Great. <laughs> so that's that may be one a case I do very soon. Good. So good. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That's it. That's it. Mm. I don't think they ever found his walkie talkie either. Yeah. J- just his feet missing. Just his feet. Mm. There were some other small bones that they didn't find, but Right. But like all of his feet. Right. And his socks just gone. And they found his vest and his cell phone. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like it. Me neither. That's that's wild. But that whole documentary is amazing. Y'all yeah, go I'm gonna it. have to watch that. If you have Amazon Prime, you need to watch it. Yeah. And the ending of it is so creepy. It's not. It's not about a missing person at the very end. It's about maybe a reason why people are going missing well, I mean, and the sound clips that come with it, which horrify me to my core. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it's this isn't. A, I mean, we found it. They found his body, so it's it's more like a mysterious death. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm sure there are tons of missing people. It's weird. So, wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. That that's um that's a doozy. So you're welcome. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, guys, post in the comments what you think. What you think happened? Yeah. Um, let us know because I would love to hear your theories on this one. Yeah, that would be great. So yeah, let us know because I'm at a loss. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Don't go in the woods. (laughs) Yeah, don't go in there. (laughs) We'd like to thank Mikey Kinley for audio and editing and our friend Avalyn Yuleberry for our cover art. Make sure to like and follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Our Instagram is m three podcast and you can find us on facebook under the name of our podcast which is murder mayhem and merlot